0: welcome to episode five y'all where we are here to walk with you through life faith relationships and money today's episode we got another super fun one super chill one Because the devil has been wreaking havoc here in the Edwards household. And I'm going to rebuke him. I'm going to bind him and send him back where he came from. Because we ain't got no time for this.
1: Our kids have literally been sick all summer, which is like, it is not supposed to be sick season at all.
0: Y'all hear them right now? I can hear them crying. This is our life.
1: Yeah. Well, the hardest part whenever they are home is that when we need to film a podcast in complete silence, we have to wait till they're actually asleep which is not until pretty late into the night.
0: Right. We got a, like, a super small window in the daytime, which is why we usually record these podcasts so late. But, you know, we're just going to keep it pushing. My mom used to say we're going to take a licking and keep taking. <laughs> but we can't really take too many lickings because our kids, they have this thing called hands, foot, and mouth. And this is Ugh. not to be confused with head, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> that That's a song. That's a song that they dance to at daycare sometimes. But they contracted this from daycare. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm I'm, I'm sick of it.
1: This is not your average cold. This is actually disgusting. I'm sorry, but (laughs) I have been absolutely disgusted by this one. It's maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe that might be too harsh. But I think, okay, I was telling this to Halen last night. It is the cluster of, what are they, sores? Bumps? They're like bumps. I want to call them
0: boils. They're not, but boils. they're warts. They look they're like not warts. warts,
1: either. But they're they're blisters, blisters. Yes. Okay. So they blister, and you get them on your hands, foot, and mouth. But we have found them other areas of our kids. Oh, bodies. you when
0: you told him that.
1: And uh, because I think it can spread, like even I think I had one under his eye. Oh. So if you're touching certain areas, I think it can spread that way. Um. But basically,
0: our kids are lepers.
1: Okay. Right so the part that is disgusting to me is that. I have this fear of like clusters of things, like I think of like a honeycomb. How the oh, like it's like a grid.
0: There's a word for that.
1: Yes, there is a word. It's ca- some kind of phobia. Anyway, I just have, make
0: up one. Which one sounds right?
1: I want to call it triophobia, but oh, I think that,
0: that that's right.
1: It might be. I that think I might right. but I'm not sure. Okay, so anyway, I think I have that. And so these clusters of bumps, they scab over and. Oh, my goodness. When Oh, it just (laughs) makes my skin crawl. Literally, I've been out of the house. Like, especially the first two days, I was like, bye, I'm out. I can't deal with this. Oh, so
0: that's why you pieced this out? Yes. Well, I've been like the sick parent, right? Like, I've been here with the kids while they've been sick. Mm -hmm. Because for the longest, Kyra was just like, I'm not trying to get this. So... You can kind of avoiding them in a way. I feel
1: like whenever they have colds, like I'll suck the boogers. I'll get up in the middle of the night. I'll administer the medicine. I'll snuggle them. Like, I'm not scared of a cold.
0: You're not snuggling them. You quarantine them.
1: Well, yeah, but we'll, like, I'll sit on the couch with them. Like, I'll touch them. This couch
0: is infected. With
1: hands, foot, and mouth. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just like, I can't touch yeah,
0: don't, you. Get out of our room. Don't go near our yes. bed. Don't don't touch me. Hell, come here and just pat the
1: <laughs> pat Yes. I, I mean, I did hold Kaikai today because it is, you know, starting to clear up now. He's, like, on day four or five. Um, so it shouldn't be as contagious, I feel well, like. Well, they
0: probably know better than we do because... I mean, Kyra told me something. I'm just going to go ahead and believe it, even if it's not true. And she says that if you got this before, then, that you can't get it again.
1: That's what I read. Yeah.
0: And so it's probably um, like chicken pox or something. Unless it's or? a
1: different strand. But it feels like they're, they need to have a vaccine for it.
0: Yeah. After seeing what that did to Kai Kai, I'll poke myself with it. That's right. Cal-
1: even Clea, my sister, was like, there's not a vaccine for this. And I'm like, no, but there should be because it. It's horrible. It's, uh, it's pretty brutal. Yes, Kai Kai was like crying. I was even crying be- the first day because was I, so sad. It was making me so sad seeing him in so much pain.
0: Yeah, he couldn't swallow. It like it gets blisters on the back of your throat and all over your mouth, inside of your mouth, on your lips, um, right there in the little crevice between your lips and your nose. You get Ugh. blisters and they ooze and all on your fingers, on your toes. It's Not, it's literally yeah. hands, feet, and mouth. So it's like. Yeah, it's oozing, it's painful, it's aching, and I got a burning sensation on my left index finger. And I'm not sure if it's going to, you know, turn into something. Well, because but. the
1: first day, Kalen put Kaikai Kai on the bed, and I was like, get him off the bed right now. I cannot risk getting this. And he's like, no, no, we're not going to get it. We're not going to get it. And now look at him.
0: He uh, has <laughs> a little
1: bumpy on his finger. I
0: rebuke that. <laughs> no, you can get that off of me. But guys, like we said, we got a fun episode for y'all. Today, we are going to be doing a Q&A. Mm -hmm. Last week, um, as we were filming our other podcast episode, was it like four in the morning again? No, no, no.
1: We actually did that one at a good time. Okay.
0: So I was at a good time. And Kyra, at a good time, asked her Instagram followers some questions that they may have about some plot holes or um, some alleged plot holes in our book.
1: Or even just topics that you'd like us to further expand on from the book. From people that had already read the entire book.
0: Yeah. And at first, you know, I was like, man, this is a bad idea. I don't want to do a, pod- a whole podcast about that. But, you know, we got hundreds of questions. Lots of you guys have bought the book. Well, we got our first week sales numbers, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Sheesh, Everest fan came out strong." <laughs> Did you see?
1: I went to Target, and it was sold out. It's gone. I was like what? Was
0: go- I, I told people last episode, "I'm like, you can't get it, fam. And, yes, this is like some of, off-white shoes." It's gone.
1: so many people. I've gotten so many messages from people being like, "I've literally gone to multiple stores, and I cannot find it."
0: Yeah, I want to do like a um, like a a tour around DFW, and just go to every place that the book is and sign them.
1: We can't go to every place. That I think would we be can. So hard.
0: Well, I feel like I feel so exclusive. Like, literally, it's not on the shelf.
1: I think that if the boys, since the boys are, you know, (laughs) sick, we have to quarantine them in the apartment. But I think that if they weren't sick, we would be going around to bookstores and signing because, like, I left myself and Kalen has left by himself and he's like, oh, every time I leave and I see a Barnes and Noble, I want to go in and sign books, but yeah. it's like, we should probably sign them together. We can't. So. We
0: I, It's so tacky if I just sign it or if you just sign it. Yeah. And we don't want to be contracting, you know, or giving nobody you no know, hands, foot and mouth. So yeah. we're just going to, we're going to play the safe. Just y'all.
1: wait a week, you guys, wait a week and then we'll be back out there.
0: What's the first question, fam? What's the first question? Little plot hole. Some some smart Alec had read and they I mean some of y'all reading comprehension is on a different level. I
1: know. You guys were like okay, you guys were digging deep. You guys were going back to old videos, mm-hmm. like being like, ooh, is stuff lining up? Yeah. I was like, okay.
0: okay. Well I mean by that too is like, you know, some people are, are slow readers and it's because they try and stand out each word and like speak each word. But after you get past like actually reading the words, then you can start to comprehend what you're reading, start to understand what it is. And I think a lot of people in our audience have a strong reading comprehension level mm-hmm. because they read that book, mo- they read the book in, in hours. Like first day, a few hours later, people are like, oh, yeah, I'm already done. I'm like, okay, cool, but do you know what happened? <laughs> and like, They knew what happened.
1: Yes. People are messaging me as they're reading the book like, okay, what does this mean? Okay, what happened here? Okay, wait, this doesn't make sense because this happened. I'm like,
0: okay, editor. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But
1: it's nice because that means they actually did pay attention and it was a captivating book. Right. Okay. So one of the main things that, okay, I think that just in general, people get up in arms about animals, specifically YouTube families and YouTubers that have animals. And it seems like from their audience perspective that they're not taking care of their animals. Well, so, in the book, we talk about.
0: What's the question?
1: Okay, the bu- the question is what happened to Grayson? Oh. Or how is Grayson still here? So, now
0: you're kind of explaining why it's confusing from their perspective. Yes. But it makes total amounts of sense from ours. Yes. Okay. okay.
1: So, if you didn't know, we have a cat named Grayson. We've had him for like four years, pretty much since the start of our marriage. In the book, we talk about two cats that we rehomed. If you want to get the full gist of the story, you have to. You should pop read the quiz book. me
0: what their names is, because I can't. Oh, it's and Waldo. Lynx
1: and Waldo, gotcha. yes. I don't know if we named them in the book, but Lynx and Waldo were our kittens that I had brought from my childhood home And move them into the apartment with Kaylin. We weren't married yet, so Calen kind of had to take care of these cats, except he's not a cat person. Well, at the time he specifically was not a cat person, you guys. Like did not want the cats near him, did not want them on the bed, did not want them on the counters. And if you know anything about kittens, they do not care about boundaries, personal space.
0: Nasty booty too. They
1: were also really stressed out about being in a new environment. So
0: Oh, so so what?
1: Waldo specifically would like be he would he would literally walk the pro. Of the apartment and be like tooting the entire time.
0: Tooting, nah, they was farting. Yes, it was dookie air. I
1: felt so, but they were they were really stressed out. Um,
0: as long as I've been on this earth, I never knew that cats farted. Nasty booty. I
1: think it's just because they were stressed. Because I really don't think Grayson does. But anyway, in the book we talk about, we rehomed them because. Do you want to get into that?
0: (laughs) I ain't getting into nothing. I got out of that. Um, I've been out of it.
1: (laughs) I made a a commitment to Kalen back then that let's try it with the cats. He said, okay, that was his compromise. We'll try it with the cats. You guys, he genuinely could not do it. Like he hated it. They
0: really don't know about these cats.
1: He was disgusted. Like he didn't, he could not do it. And so I was like, okay, I had to stick to my, my, my word. What I said, I said that if you don't like them, then we'll get rid of them. So we rehomed them. It was awful. Like I was, I was literally distraught about this. I was so sad about it.
0: Little did I know. I, that was a catalyst for world war three in my life. Yes. And
1: my parents were not happy at all. They were so upset they felt like Kalen was taking advantage of me and he was purposely saying that he hated cats so that he could have his way and make me get rid of the cats and he knew that I was going to be sad about it. It's really an evil way to look at the situation and it just wasn't true. If I didn't want to get rid of the cats I should have said that from the get-go and but I had to stick to my word. And that was getting rid of the cats because that's what I said. That's what I told Caitlin we would do. And also putting myself in his shoes, like say Caitlin really wanted a dog. You guys, I can't do dogs. Absolutely not. Even to this day, like I do not know if that's a compromise I'd be willing to do. And so I knew like how uncomfortable he was in his own apartment. This was his first time living by himself. And I just did feel like it was unfair And I knew what I was getting into when I asked him to live with the cats. It didn't go well, so we rehomed the cats.
0: They was just doing too much. The cats were? Yeah, they were were strays at first. They had lived outside. It's the first time ever being inside with a person who doesn't like cats. Yeah. Like, come on. They had no house training. They were destroying all the new stuff that we just bought. Well, they're kittens. Um, Pooping everywhere, farting. They were not
1: pooping everywhere.
0: The the, the compromise. Oh, they were. No, they weren't. Because they, they kick their poop outside of the litter box their, because and then kittens. they track it everywhere.
1: Yes, but if you have kittens, you understand that's how it is in the beginning. Yeah,
0: I, I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't. I, it was like, they're gross. And then they jump on the counter with their dookie paws. I didn't even know that cats went in. They went pee and poop in the litter box and then they hop on the counter. That's nasty.
1: But okay. I, I think, wasn't
0: raised like that and but, I was not trying to do that. So I was like, okay, here's the compromise. We can keep these cats, but they got to go outside. Cause I am not eating off the same dinner table or counter that they nasty poopy paws been on. And I just didn't, I, it was so, it, it was so beyond me how that was ever okay with anybody. And I'm just like, (laughs) unfortunately I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get over this and I'm not even trying to be like controlling. I'm not trying to be manipulative. It's just like, it's gross. Because um, There
1: were multiple times that you were, I, I could tell you were trying to suppress how you really did feel about it. And you were trying to like gagging, give them a chance
0: internally gagging.
1: Yeah. You were, you did real. I, I knew that you did try to give them a chance, which is why I didn't even try to fight back because it had been something you brought up like a few times. Like, okay, this is, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Like trying to let me know, I might have to ask you to like, I'm gagging right cats. now thinking about it. But do you know, that's what you still do to this day. Well, you live with a cat.
0: Well, here's the thing. Grayson is not a cat. (laughs) Grayson, we got him when he was super young and then we trained him to be a person. He carries himself like a person.
1: Okay. So that is part of the question is why do we have Grayson now?
0: Well, Kyra was distraught and lonely and I thought it was because we got rid of her cats. So I was like, (laughs) let's get a cat and just like help with the loneliness.
1: My mom had a friend on Facebook that was giving away free cats. She messaged me about it and was like, look, there's a free cat. If you are interested, I brought it up to Kalen and he was like, he he was reluctant at first, but ultimately I guess you were open to it.
0: Yeah. And we got Grayson and y'all named him Grayson. Literally y'all did, but yeah, y'all didn't know the story of the two first cats that we had um actually here's a little spoiler alert if you can find this video on our channel there is a uh, apartment tour when I was living at the apartment and I kept hinting at stuff one of the things I was hinting at was my gaming channel the other thing that I was hinting at that you could also hear were cats meowing some of you guys probably think that that was Grayson meowing but if you listen closely it's two different cats meowing at similar times so those were the links in Waldo those are the cats that we're talking about right now that we got rid of before you guys even saw them so Boom. There it is. Plot. What is it? Myth busted or. <laughs> Myth I like that. <laughs>
1: okay. Another question people ask, did your husband ask your dad for your hand? How did your dad speak of Kalen? How did you know he finally approved slash trusted him?
0: We didn't write about this?
1: We did write about it, but I think maybe they just want a little bit more of like backstory or information. Oh, we
0: never did a story. Time. Okay. So I'm not going to do a whole story time on it right now, but. answer is yes and I went up to her dad like the man that I am this big bear of a man (laughs) (laughs) oh man in the book the way I describe her dad when I first met him like literally I still think of him that way like he is a big brolic man like he will break you in half and my freaking tale but he's kind he is he's a a nice guy yeah um very unassuming just love love your dad honestly really love your dad but I went and um, I pulled up when was this It was like December that Mm -hmm. year and everybody kind of knew what was going on because with Kyra's dad and the way his work schedule is you kind of have to plan when to meet him and that was true like when I first met him um, but it's also true when I was asking for Kyra's hand in marriage and I pulled up one day when he was there uh, we had it all coordinated knock on the door And it was kind of weird because I was only there to ask for your hand in marriage. I wasn't there to hang out like I usually was. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of confused like, okay, after we have this quick little conversation, then what? So long story short, knock on the door, go in. um, I meet her dad right there kind of in their dining room. It's an open floor plan. So just imagine a table in the side corner and that's their dining room. So I meet him there and I look him in his eyes and I tell him the the word combo that I'm not going to give y'all because this is... You know, you're going to have to figure out your own. (laughs) And, you know, he told me, should I tell tell them what he told me?
1: Yeah, I don't remember, really.
0: He told me, he's like, you have my permission to marry my daughter. You have my blessing. But, and I was like, oh my gosh, what? (laughs) He said, but basically we have invested a lot into Kyra to be able to go to college um, throughout her entire life. And I just want you to commit to me that Kyra will eventually graduate. Mm Mm-hmm. And I looked your dad bare man in the eyes and I told him, you have my word. Which, and then we dropped out three weeks later.
1: And I have never <laughs> but it's gone not back. Funny.
0: But, but he did have my word. And although I can't control whether or not Cairo wants to go get a degree or not, I do think that we are going to make good on that promise.
1: Yes. Eventually. Yes. But I think that you encourage me, but unfortunately, every time we talk about it, I'm just like, not, not yet. Yeah. All right. So in the book, we obviously talk about a lot of trials that we've been through, how we overcame them. We share some of the conversations we had. We share a lot of the trials that we went through, like specifics of it. People are asking, did we ever talk about divorce? Were that was there ever a time that we thought that like, we were not going to make it?
0: A, B, C, D, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O. <laughs> N O, no, yeah. We wait. Is that how the ABCs work? N is next to O. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm a freaking wordsmith, fam. What? That's gas. <laughs> what? A-B-C-D-E-F-G-H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O. No, no. Can
1: you Let's tell we're working go. on the alphabet with Carter? Okay. <laughs> so actually, no. no. We never have thrown divorce in each other's face. Um, I mean, have I? Why? Oh, I just. I don't think that's a good idea. I think that's, if you are in the heat of a moment, I think that's just not a good idea of a thing to say, because do you actually mean it? Or are you just angry about a situation? Or are you just sad? Or are you just hurt? And trust me, if you've read the book, you know that me and Caitlin both, both went through times of hurting each other deeply where the wounds took a long time to heal. And it would have been easy to take the easy route out, which I feel like divorce is. Is it sometimes.
0: really the easy route though?
1: I think sometimes in our situation where some of them where we didn't have kids. Our yet. situation,
0: it probably would have been easy. Yeah. Just annul we, the wedding.
1: In the, yeah. In the beginning, we didn't have kids yet. And it's like, oh, I made a mistake. Bye. I can't do this. Like, this is not what I thought I signed up for. It would have been easy, or to get a divorce. So you're
0: telling right. me, okay. We answered the question of, we didn't verbally talk about divorce, Mm -hmm. but were you thinking about the divorce? Okay. So that's what I was going to say. Okay.
1: (laughs) Um, There were times where I would, there, you know, we went through something and I'm still feeling hurt about it or there hasn't been closure about it because some of the things that we went through, it wasn't like this thing happened an hour later, we've apologized and everything's happy-go-lucky, sunshine, rainbows, we're fine. Some of them were we go through something and it wasn't for a week. We I mean that entire week we were kind of battling these emotions, thinking about what's next. How do we rekindle? How do we forgive? How do we, you know, end up on the same page again? And during that time I remember doing like a lot of reflecting of what do I do? Like what what should I do in this time? I am trying to not let my emotions get the best of me. And I'm the kind of person where I know that I need time to move on. Like I need time to just think things through. I'm not really like a uh, right off the bat. I can have my final thoughts all put together and exactly what I want to do and exactly what I want to say. And there were times, I think, especially after having Carter, where I was like, whoa, life got so much harder. I was so emotionally distraught. I was exhausted And, you know, me and Kaylin weren't really doing a great job at becoming first time parents. And I thought, would this be easier if we were separated or honestly, sometimes like I just need out of the situation because I feel suffocated. Right. But that really, honestly, I had to be honest with myself and it wasn't a Kaylin problem. It was just, this is a huge life adjustment, probably the biggest life adjustment ever. And it's hard.
0: Yeah. For me, it's, it's really weird. Because ironically, you'd you'd think we'd probably be both thinking about um, getting a divorce at the same time. Like, but that's just not how it works. So the moments that you were probably thinking about getting a divorce because life was just super hard for you or whatever, I was actually thinking about clinging on to you even more. Yeah. Because I knew it wouldn't be easier without me. I mean, this is our baby. This is this is our union, yes. and it's something that I'm going to fight for, of course. So. It's not, it's not, the word I'm looking for isn't like attractive. Like it's not an attractive thing. Um, But I'm just like, no, like I'm not going to let this fall apart. So I'm, I'm clinging on to you. The times I would say that I thought about divorce are just when we're just being super petty and immature and I see that and I'm just like, do we even deserve this? Either of us? Like, were we even ready for this? Was this even the right move? I mean, this did happen pretty quick and it wouldn't be weird or hard to just, Go and get our marriage annulled. Like, we don't have to deal with this. This we could break this off just as easy as a relationship, a dating relationship breaks off. Exactly. Like it would have been so simple. We were so young. No one would have held it against us because people didn't think that we should have gotten married anyway for all yeah. their various reasons. Mm-hmm. But it was just it was those times, and yes. I think a lot of it was just immaturity. A lot of it is thinking about what your life could have been without this person, especially because Kyra and I had dated all throughout high school. So we don't really have that many experiences outside of each other, except for the ones that we mentioned in the book. But as far as just being a young 16, 17, 18, 19 year old, 20 year old, 21, 22, 23, all those years, 24, all those years are with each other. Now think about if you guys aren't in a dating relationship an engagement or a marriage, think about what you were doing when you were single during those years. We missed out on that. Yeah. So you take a 19 year old man who just gets married, newlywed, and he marries his high school sweetheart. Of course, he's going to be thinking, man, what if that relationship with so and so would have worked out? Where would I be now? What would I be doing? What if this? What if that? Now, our situation is a little bit cooler because, or different because, I feel like my life is so cool with you. Like I have so much fun with you because we're actually friends, but we also got to build something together. So the, the other reason that I think we had staying power was when I wanted to prove everybody wrong on one end, because I'm just like, y'all think that this is like some just little sweet YouTube relationship. When I'm like, no, this is a girl I grew up a mile away from that we never even planned on doing YouTube with. We we're going to get married anyway. We didn't just do this for YouTube. But since you did think or since you think that we just did it for that, now I want to prove you wrong by staying together Two, I like we built this whole business together. So if we leave each other, what the heck are we going to do? Well, we're going to have to fulfill that promise and we're going to have to take our toe back to school. Yeah. So, I mean, this is why I, I love marriage so much, because if we were just dating, we could have broken up during those hard times yeah, we probably because there's no up. commitment. Yeah. But with the marriage, everything is tied together. Our bank accounts, our, our names at the courthouse, our families, the church, all of our possessions everything is in each other's name we all got access people to the know same us things. as so if we want to get a divorce it's not going to be easy it's going to be a lot harder than it whatever it is we're going through and it's going to hurt a lot more plus we still want to be with each other we're just annoyed with each other yes. at that time
1: at least of what we've gone through so far we are still <laughs> considered newlyweds so i mean if you read the book and you're like oh y'all haven't been through anything yet well i guess we'll just have to see but i also think i have i mean back then i which was when a lot of our like more serious trials were, I knew that I was so emotional and I could not rely on my emotions. I had already learned this lesson. I cannot rely on my emotions to bring me through things. I already knew that I'm gonna go to sleep and I'm gonna wake up and feel like, wow, I cannot believe I was even pondering divorce or thought that that would be easier because it certainly wouldn't. It would be so hard and it would be so much more hurtful than this petty argument that we're we're having. And I also think that kind of how you were saying like, oh, what would have happened if me and Kyra wouldn't have gone together and a different relationship prior would have worked out? I always am like so careful about those thoughts of like grass is greener on the other side because although we- Maybe not even
0: just greener, but just different.
1: Yeah, but it's easy to be like, oh, we did miss out, quote unquote, miss out on certain experiences in our 20s. But I also think about any other relationship I were to get in each person's going to have their different baggage and their different quirks and different things that are annoying to me specifically. So if Kaylin does something and I'm just like, okay, he's you know kind of petty sometimes, or he does this super annoying thing. Even if me and Kaylin were to divorce and I wanted to get remarried or start dating, that person's going to have their own annoying things that they do. Just like I have my own annoying things.
0: Right. Right. And honestly, you're my best shot because I can't stand some of the girl. And I also think it's helpful. <laughs> I don't know what else. What, what, what? How much better does does it get?
1: I also think it's helpful though because me and Kaylin are always so honest. Like we, I if yeah, we've talked so much about like oh, if what if this relationship in my life had would have worked out? What would my life look like now? like we don't shy away from those conversations. I don't think there's anything wrong with them because it, it it's just you're just looking back in your life of like what would have happened if we didn't do YouTube. We do that thing. We do that with jobs and with kids like oh what if we had a third child? What if we would have only had one kid? It's kind of how it is like with high school relationships or college relationships.
0: It's just weird. I I feel like we're we're so close. It actually feels kind of strange how close I feel to you. Like I don't know like, there's not an I don't have infatuation anymore. And I, I kind of give this example a lot uh, privately, but I've never shared it publicly. But I feel like when a relationship first starts, you kind of get that kindergarten crush on them. And it's just like, oh, this little sweet little crush. And you let them know that you have that. And then that kind of grows, especially if they reciprocate it and then you guys become infatuated with each other. But at a certain point, the things that you were doing to, become infatuated with each other and you're just like oh man I love this person I'm gonna marry this person you kiss them and you get butterflies they touch you and you just get swept off your feet that stuff goes away and I feel like we're at this point where we've known each other we've known each other for so so long that I'm just like you feel like family
1: like 12 years we've known each other yeah 13 I don't
0: know but you feel like family like you I'm I'm just gonna to not make it weird you feel like my sister in Christ like, that's not what I mean. You feel like family to me, and it's like weird. <laughs> not like, oh, I'm freaking married to my sister and creeps, <laughs> but it's just like we're just close, like, like we're we one. We just know each other, yes. yeah. Like, yeah. any, any, like convers- when you hurt, I'm hurt. You like, say, yo, you got a toothache, my tooth, my toothache.
1: Like, any conversation that you could possibly think, oh, like, there's no way couples are having that conversation because that's too far. Like, no, me and Caitlin do that.
0: I also think people forget, like, I mean, we haven't been married that long almost five years. I'm like fam we grew up together. Literally. I don't even count marriage years like that. I'm like this is my this is my childhood friend that I'm doing life with. Yeah. My child that is childhood. I might my that. childhood friend. So it's like it's just cool.
1: Now I'm going to start crying. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> okay, another one. How did you guys overcome/stop watching porn in your marriage?
0: We're going to do a whole episode on this.
1: Okay. How do you deal with individual privacy? For example, checking phones, secret purchases, secrets in general.
0: Oh my gosh. I like you this just cringe I just cringe. What,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what we do you don't.
0: Mean? <laughs> make this make sense, Kyrie. You speak first. <laughs>
1: okay. I think that what I don't okay. I think that maybe we're just so early on in marriage that we don't, you know, we don't understand like what could possibly happen in 10, 15, 20 years. No, I don't play but, us. But okay, I don't want to play us, but I'm also trying to be open minded to the idea that I buy I you know I don't know oh, everything you
0: need to close your mind it is
1: I don't know everything. <laughs> but we basically don't have privacy but we we respect each other we trust each other
0: what privacy what you need privacy for what like, <laughs> honestly like give me an example like what do they mean what you mean
1: I mean yeah I guess there has to be a specific thing like what do you want privacy for but you
0: know what I did with privacy card
1: threw it out the window
0: sinned yeah I sinned when I, when I had privacy I sinned yeah you well, know why? Because sin grows best in the dark. Mm -hmm. It grows best when there's no accountability, when there's no one there but you and God. You think people will have the integrity to not do something. And some people do. Most people probably will. But why not put the guardrails up?
1: Yes. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think, so for instance, like Caitlin has the passcode to my phone. I have the passcode to his phone. I think that says, do you go, yeah, checking phones. We don't check each other's phones. I feel like
0: you being my phone. Way more than I've ever been in your phone. Like historically.
1: Oh yeah. Like when we were dating, I definitely did some things I shouldn't have done.
0: I also feel like you're um, more protective over your phone than I'm over mine.
1: Well, because I text my like girlfriends and I do think that there is like, you know, specific things that I wouldn't share. Okay.
0: That's a great example of privacy and that's a line and boundary I will not cross period. Yeah. Now all my guy friends out there, anything you tell me, you tell in Kyra. And I let people know that beforehand because I like talking to you and yeah. I don't like talking to you knowing that I can't say something because as soon as something comes up and I'm just like, oh, then it's just like, what? Yeah. And exactly. now it's the issue between us because you think it's something that, you know, I'm just like, no, yes. I don't want none of that. So don't tell me nothing. You don't want Kyra knowing. And if you to tell me something that Kyra shouldn't know, I don't want to know anyway. So. Yeah.
1: But the things that my friends tell me is more like bodily, like as a female. And I just feel like that's even, even if
0: business. it wasn't. I don't want to be knowing no other woman's business like that. Yeah. If they didn't tell me, I don't want to know.
1: So that's the, my only thats my only privacy thing, which I, we don't go through each other's phones, but you I have access to my phone anytime you want.
0: If someone told me something and they specifically said, hey, I'd really rather you not tell Kyra, would you be okay with me not telling you?
1: Yes, unless it, direct, unless. Um, it directly affected you or me. Right which normally I don't think it does. Like normally it was a person's just confiding in you and at that point no, I don't want to know anyway if they don't want me to know.
0: Do you think do you believe that there's gossip in marriage? <laughs>
1: um yes.
0: Really? Yes. What does that look like?
1: I think anytime you are speaking ill of somebody just for the sake of speaking ill of somebody. Like if I'm sharing, okay, if somebody does something to me and I'm hurt about what this person did to me, I, I think that I can speak freely about what happened to me because that's my experience. Now, if I just start slandering that person and I'm like dragging through them through the mud for literally no reason,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I I don't think that's right.
0: I don't think that it will fly either in our house because we are so proactive against gossip. It's not even funny. Yeah. Like, and I, we're it, like, it, it, it just, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I don't like hearing it. I don't want to entertain it. Don't bring it to my table. If they're not here, I don't want to hear you talking nothing about them.
1: Yeah, I I,
0: it's just like, why? why? Why do you why do you got to be that way?
1: And I do feel like I honestly now that we are in a bigger city, I feel like we've stepped into more friendships or potential friendships and I realized I need to work on that again like checking myself checking the people around me I've been out of practice because I really haven't had friends besides like church friends which I in Bakersfield whenever we were at church or in our small group there was never any gossip to where it was even like anybody had to say anything, like everybody was in line. But I think that sometimes gossip can easily sneak in and I need to like make sure I am vigilant over it because it's it's so easy. You think that, oh, I'm not really speaking ill of somebody, but yeah, if they're not there to stick out from themselves, it's not really that fair.
0: Well, I'm also pretty confrontational too. And I am a firm believer in those who gossip with you or gossip about you. And I want to be spoken highly of. That one hurts. Or, or I'd at least people give an accurate representation of the type of person that I am or or don't talk about me at all and just let me let I don't want my reputation to precede me if you're going to be gossiping about me just let me meet people and give whatever you know representation of myself I'm going to give them in that moment but I feel like yeah I just don't, I don't have time for the gossip don't want to hear it don't want to entertain it and yeah
1: yeah. Okay. So the person also asked about secret purchases. There are no secret purchases. Every single bank account that me and can have started, we shared together. Even the one from like when you were in high school, you ended up putting me on that
0: yeah. credit
1: cards. Everything is shared. There's no secret accounts.
0: Yeah. That was interesting though, because you had some secret debt I didn't know about <laughs> when we got married and I didn't appreciate that. No, what? I didn't appreciate it at all. Cause I didn't know, like I didn't know about it. My schooling? Yeah, you
1: your, knew though. Schooling,
0: schooling, um, you had credit card that I didn't know about because it was, y'all know, I know, I'm coming like, from. I'm coming from. You know, Dave Ramsey.
1: I had like a five hundred dollar limit, if that.
0: But I didn't know, like, I didn't know about it. So that's another thing. A little bit of advice I would give to people that are you know, newlywed or engaged or dating and thinking about getting married: figure out the financial position that your future spouse is in, and y'all can start working proactively towards. Not being in a situation that's going to lead you guys to be stressed out. In my defense, I was 18. I remember when I found out. We were married, married. I was like, "Fam, I didn't budget for this. (laughs) But but it's fine. And, you know, you were handling your business. Like, it's not like you just had everybody paying your bills. So you had to get it done. And that's what you got to do sometimes. You got to take out the loan. Now, everybody can leech off of the FAFSA like I was. (laughs) Everybody can not use the FAFSA money for what it's actually supposed to be used for (laughs) like I did.
1: (laughs) Thankfully, I went to state school, so it wasn't, you know, crazy amounts of debt. Oh, no,
0: we paid it off um, probably immediately.
1: Yeah. Okay, you want to do one more question? Yeah, let's do one more. Okay, one more. There are lots of questions about just first year of marriage, sex, in the beginning of marriage, specifically, like, first three months. Lots of people that just got married and are like, what do I do? How do I communicate? I'm so nervous.
0: Well, it depends. Was y'all having sex before y'all got married?
1: It sounds like no. It's
0: for this person, but yes, most for people, this specific person. Most people this ain't their first marriage around. Ain't they first rodeo?
1: Okay, but I know there's also instances where maybe you did have sex with somebody in your past, but you met somebody and you're like, okay, I'm going to marry them, and then you save yourself for marriage.
0: Yeah, you're a virgin again.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why basically, you with that?
1: basically, whatever. Whatever <laughs> they want to call it. Um, but still, you've saved yourself for this new person, and it, I mean- What
0: are they asking? Are they asking how to have sex, or are no. they asking how it is?
1: They're, I think they're just asking, like, what tips, what would you do? What would you- make?
0: They're asking how to have sex.
1: They're asking how.
0: That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> what are, well, okay, 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 okay. What are they asking?
1: I think that they're just asking for tips, like, what would you, you know, what have you learned? What what would you do differently with what you know now?
0: Um. They say uh, everything gets better with time.
1: I kn- You had a smirk <laughs> on your face. I knew you were going to say something.
0: No, you know what I was going to actually say? I was going to say, they say the black or the berry. Sweeted the juice, and that was not going to be the little idiom that I wanted to use at all. Yeah. Like that does not make no sense. And I was just thinking, okay, what is it? What is it? What is it? Okay, everything gets better with time. No, I don't. And think just that's- like fine wine, so am I. I'm that too.
1: What you're are you that talking
0: too. about? Fam, You're not going to be good at sex when you first get married. You're not going to be, probably be no. comfortable with sex. On your honeymoon in those first few months, because especially if you haven't been exploring this person, Mm -hmm. you have to explore them. Now, a lot of y'all who probably play video games, when you first get dropped on the island, a lot of the map is grayed out. You got to go there. And then after you see it's there, it's like, okay, cool, I'm going to come back for that.
1: Okay. Do you remember in the book, in the beginning, I talk about very. Mildly, like I don't even out front say it. So the fact that people are picking up on this, I'm like, okay, you guys, you might might have gone through the same thing. But basically talking about selfishness and sex.
0: No, I don't remember.
1: You don't remember? I literally, I like in the beginning of the book, I basically say that you only cared about your own sexual pleasure.
0: In the beginning of the book, you said that? Yeah. Why would you say that in the beginning?
1: It was towards the beginning. It was like part of our first like marriage issues.
0: That's not the beginning. We didn't start talking. We weren't married in the book until.
1: I mean like the, the first half. Yeah. Oh. But I didn't specifically say that. But I alluded to it.
0: I said that. <laughs> what? Yes.
1: You said what?
0: I said that I was very selfish. Like my my view of sexuality was really warped anyway. Yes. And it's warped because of porn it's also warped because of experiences I had when I was younger. So I'm, I'm used to, or I was used to dominating and really sex just being a means to an end that led to my gratification, that led to my climax. I didn't even know what a climax looked like for a woman.
1: I didn't either. Because so
0: much of it is fake and porn. But I, I also, I'm not a woman. So I don't even know what a, a climax feels like. I don't know what it's supposed to feel like. I don't know what it's supposed to sound like. I don't know what's, what it's supposed to lead to. So I'm just like, I'd never even thought about it at all.
1: Yeah. And I also, I want to just say like, there is, you know, comfort here because I mean, I see all over social media, people think like, oh, it's so embarrassing if your man doesn't get you off or you, there are just like certain expectations that society tries to put on you. And it's not embarrassing. It's just a conversation that needs to be had. And the fact of the matter is that I'd never had sex before. So no, I didn't know either. And that's okay. That's not embarrassing to me. I think start
0: there. Start, start with the assumption that. Either of you know anything. Yes. Because you probably don't unless you've been exploring and you've been doing stuff. Because with us, like I had, you know, been messing around a little bit before we got together and we had did slick stuff while we were dating. But when it came to sex, we didn't freaking know. Yeah. We we probably wanted to act like we did. I know for me, like my pride, I'm like, Yeah, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna act like but I'm just like, boy, no, I was so getting dumb. You, oh, I didn't know nothing. Another
1: thing I learned, you have to pee after. Because I was straight up getting so many UTIs after. And I was like, oh, what is wrong? Oh, you was UTI
0: queen. I was like, "What?
1: Well, I did not know. So there were so many things I didn't know. But yes, I do agree with time. But there's all there also has to be so many conversations. And I do remember being so embarrassed. Like in the beginning, like, oh my gosh, how do I talk about this? I've never had to do this before. But eventually, you just you know loosen up and you can trust that person.
0: Yeah, I think nothing being off, off limits. Assume you know nothing, and then just have fun. Like literally, how this conversation is going. I feel like I've said at least three things, where it's just like Ooh. probably shouldn't <laughs> said that. <laughs> but like, this is how it is. This is how we talk. You know, I, I, if I didn't have this big old gallon of water next to me, I would love to have a glass of wine with Kyra. We just kick back. You know, it's almost twelve. It's eleven. We're just chilling. We just put the kids down, and we. This is how we talk. And this is how it's been. know, before our boys were born when we were dating and these conversations always lead to some type of breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Like I just learned something about you in this podcast. I didn't even know. And I think as you're newlywed really embrace and set the stage for conversations like that to organically happen when the guard can go down because you might've married an onion, an onion, meaning this person has many layers to them.
1: You've always called me an onion.
0: Yeah. You were an onion. Um, Now, you know what you are? What? You're a sunshine flower bomb. Oh, yeah, babe. i'm just i'm just getting you all mushy gushy <laughs> because we only got a few more minutes of this podcast <laughs> praise the lord amen walls amen
1: are you okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> no just um you know set the stage have the the conversations organically Let your guard down. Don't be afraid to laugh. Don't be afraid to be wrong. And don't be afraid to try things and learn.
1: Yeah, I agree. Don't be afraid to be wrong. Don't be afraid to be too embarrassed. That... That held me back so much in the beginning of our marriage, just being so scared that Caitlin was going to shoot down what I was going to say or not agree or that I was going to be wrong or that it was going to be too embarrassing. And that just led me to have to hold back all of what I was feeling and all of what I was thinking when I really should have just been honest and said, this is what I think, this is how I feel. And every time I do that, it is received well. So I'm, I was just in my head. Ah,
0: don't give them no false hope, though, because sometimes it won't Oh, be. yeah,
1: sometimes it won't be. And
0: sometimes you will sound dumb sometimes you will be off sometimes you will be wrong and sometimes what you say even when you mean well is not going to be received well but guess what It's okay
1: yeah but I also think at that time I I was not I was not firm in what I thought and I think that that was part of the issue like if you are coming to your partner or your spouse and you're just like this is how I'm feeling. This is what I think. And I think this way because ABC and it's not received well, well, you can still stand firm on what your opinion of is the ma- of the matter, even though you can still be open-minded about it.
0: And I think that you probably were also maybe feeling a little insecure because you probably thought that I knew and that I like had it together. And not yes. And, and the best thing about that too is even if that's a case that somebody in our audience is in where they feel like they're the spouse that, is a little unsure and they're married to somebody who just knows. Just remember, that person, that that leader in the marriage, is only as good and as strong as they're able to lead you. So if you're feeling insecure, that's because there's a lapse in communication. So unless, if they have that security, they should be able to lead you into that as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're that's not a doing a good job of leading until you feel better anyway. So for me, even if I did look like I had it all together, I still wasn't being a good leader because there was no clarity. There was no clarity for you to know where we're going, how you should be feeling, what are the answers to these questions? Why am I feeling this way? What do we think about this? What page are we on? So that's a conversation that you can bring up. You can just say, hey, you know, you could either say, be honest, like, hey, I'm feeling a little insecure because you, you look like you know what you're doing and you, you it seems like you know where we're going and I just don't know. Or it seems like you know a lot about this and I don't. And I just need you to catch me up. What page are we on? Because until you're on the same page, you ain't really doing nothing. You ain't really going nowhere. Because a house divided won't stand. And that's on. The podcast is over. Thank you guys <laughs> so much for listening to this episode of the Growing Together podcast. We wanted to hop on here and do a quick little Q&A uh, to answer some of the little questions Problems and conflicts that y'all were having, as y'all have been finishing up the book and thinking about some of the themes that you guys have read. You guys know that our new book, "This Kind of Love," is a memoir about Kyra and myself's love story. But even though this is our story, the themes that are in it are pretty universal. And a lot of you guys that have read it—I mean, we're getting hundreds of reviews now. Thousands of you guys have went and bought the book, and we just—I mean, we're 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 hearing a lot of you guys went through the exact same things. That we went through, or you're going through them right now. But it's okay because on this podcast, we're here to do life together, and no man or woman is an island. We can grow together.
1: So if this is something that you find so interesting and want to learn more, you guys can buy our book anywhere that books are sold. And if you have already read it, please go leave a review. We love reading them. We love seeing what everybody has to say. And also yours it's reviews have been so insightful, so well worded. I'm like, oh my goodness, we have some scholars in our audience because their reviews, they're very meaningful to us and we love reading them. For you guys, leave, please, please subscribe to our podcast. We really do appreciate it. Also, leave a five star rating and review this podcast. Let us know what you guys thought of today's episode. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, you guys. And as we always say, let's keep keep growing growing together. together.